Hi friend, welcome to another episode of my show, Discussions with Tolu Lope. Are you a first timer? I am so excited to have you. Welcome, welcome on board and are you a regular listener? Thumbs up for you, you are the best. So to the discussion of today, which is idleness. What does idleness mean? Is it an issue? How do we deal with idleness? I'll be discussing with you today all of it. So I want you to sit back, relax and enjoy the discussion. Idleness is the state of being lazy, inactive and purposeless. Idleness opens up various doors of opportunity for the devil to enter. An idle man is a devil's workshop, goes a saying. It also means not working, not being used, not having any real purpose or value, not occupied or employed. So David will be our case study today, King David. So I want us to read 2 Samuel 11 verse 1 to 27. I want us to read it together. 2 Samuel 11 verse 1 to 27. Then it happened in the spring, at the time when the kings go out to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him, and all Israel. And they destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. One evening, David got up from his couch and was walking on the flat roof of the king's palace. And from there, he saw a woman bathing. And she was very beautiful in appearance. David sent word and inquired about the woman. Someone said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? David sent messengers and took her. When she came to him, he lay with her, and when she was purified from her uncleanliness, she returned to her house. The woman conceived, and she sent word and told David, I am pregnant. Then David sent word to Joab, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. So Joab sent Uriah to David. When Uriah came to him, David asked him how Joab was, how the people were doing it, and how the war was progressing. Then David said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. Spend time at home. Uriah left the king's palace, and a gift from the king was sent out after him. But Uriah slept at the entrance of the king's palace with all the servants of his lord and did not go down to his house. When they told David Uriah did not go down to his house, David said to Uriah, Have you not just come from a long journey? Why did you not go to your house? Uriah said to David, The ark and Israel and Judah are staying in on. And my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are camping in the open field. Should I go to my house to eat and drink and lie with my wife? By your life and the life of your soul, I will not do this thing. Then David said to Uriah, Stay here today as well, and tomorrow I will let you live. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next. Now David called him to dinner and he ate and drank with him, so that he might make Uriah drunk. 
In the evening, he went out to lie on his bed with the servants of the Lord, and still did not go down to his house. In the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it with Uriah. He wrote in the letter, put Uriah in the front line of the heaviest fighting and leave him, so that he may be struck down and die. So it happened that as Joab was besieging the city, he assigned Uriah to the place where he knew the enemy's valiant men were positioned. And the men of the city came out and fought against Joab, and some of the people among the servants of David fell. Uriah the Hittite also died. Then Joab sent word and informed David of all the events of the war. And he commanded his messenger, When you have finished reporting all the events of the war to the king, then if the king becomes angry and says to you, Why did you go so near to the city to fight? Did you not know that they will shoot arrows from the wall? Who killed Abimelech, the son of Jerubbaal? Was it not a woman who threw an upper milestone at him from the wall, so that he died at Tevesh? Why did you go so near the wall? Then you shall say, Your servant Uriah the Hittite is also dead. So the messenger left, and he came and told David everything that Joab had sent him to report. The messenger said to David, The men indeed prevailed against us and came out to us in the field. But we were on them and pushed them as far as the entrance of the city gate. Then the others shot at, at your servant from the wall. Some of the king's servants are dead. And your servant Uriah the Hittite is also dead. Then David said to the messenger, Tell Joab this, Do not let this thing disturb you, for the sword devours one, one side as well as another. Strengthen your battle against the city and overthrow it, and so encourage Joab. When Uriah's wife Bathsheba heard that her husband Uriah was dead, she mourned for her husband. And when the time of mourning was past, David sent word and had her brought to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing that David had done with Bathsheba was evil in the sight of the Lord. Yay, hope you guys followed me all through the um, reading. Okay, so King David was supposed to be in the place of his assignments at that time of the year, but he stayed back. He stayed back. God knows what was running through his mind. He stayed back. You know, he gave in to idleness and that led him to what he was not supposed to do, which later, you know, made God displeased with him and all of that. So, having read the Bible passage, what then are the dangers of idleness? Idleness is the root of every sin. It leads to temptation. And a good example is King David who gave into idleness when kings went to war and he stayed back. You saw what happened. You heard, you read what happened. So idleness also makes one envious of other people. You know, one stands to envy those that are hardworking and diligent and you start to feel like, oh, they are doing too much and they the only ones and all of that. Whereas you stayed idle. Idleness also brings about hopelessness in that even when good things comes around, even when opportunities come knocking, you know, you can't take advantage of it, which leads to frustration. 
So how then do we deal with idleness? We need to discover purpose and start fulfilling. We need to be in the center of God's will for our lives. You know, do not be all talk and no action. Stop talking and start doing. Another thing is for us to shun instant gratification that can lead us astray and outside of God's will for our lives. We should also put in mind the lives we stand to influence, change and impact. There are a lot of people who need help, encouragement, counsels and a whole lot more. So remember that we are all going to give account of all our lives to God, how we spent the time, the gifts, the talents, the grace, the abilities and opportunities He gave us. To conclude on this discussion, I want you to get it that there's nothing wrong with taking some downtime, relaxing and using the time for recharge and reflect. But when we know we should be at some place doing something impactful or rendering our services, but we remain indifferent about it, then we really need to wake up and realign ourselves. So thank you for following the discussion tonight and remember that you can send me a message if you have any questions pertaining to these or other things. So have a good night. I love you. Thank you.